Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Multiple sclerosis destroys connection. So it's only fitting that connection would be its greatest enemy because connection takes away MS's ability to isolate. And as more connections form, we end up with more knowledge, more resources, more understanding, more ideas, and more hope. And then the connections we make become more powerful than the connections MS destroys. MS kills connection. Connection kills MS. Give what you know at msconnection.org. Confessions of a Potentially Perfect Parent, brought to you by AdoptUsKids.org. I don't know how to talk like a parent. Don't make me come back there. You see what I mean? It's pretty awful. Try it again. Don't make me come back there. Now, that's pretty good. That one kind of sounded like my dad. Weird. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who would love to put up with you. Call 1-888-200-4005 or visit AdoptUsKids.org for more information. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt Us Kids, and the Ad Council. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. I'm your host, Joy Keys. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. You can follow me on Twitter.com slash Joy Keys, and you can become a fan on Facebook. Just look up Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. And believe it or not, I'm on Instagram now. Yes, all the cool pictures. If you tag me in a photo, you might win a prize. Uh, Today I'll be giving away a book uh, about Misty Copeland's life. That's a famous African-American ballet dancer who will be on the show uh, in a half an hour at 11.30. So you want to follow me at Joy Keys or become a fan so that you can maybe win a copy of the book. And I might be giving away some movie tickets. I don't know, but you got to follow at Joy Keys or become a fan. I want to say thank you so much to all the fans that I have already, uh, close to 900,000 downloads uh, of the podcast. Wow could not believe that that would be possible, uh, that someone or many people will want to listen to what I have to say and to the people that I bring on the show. I've been blessed to speak to CEOs and actors and uh, artists and scientists and doctors about all different subjects. I hope that they have been helpful to you. Um, this month is a Multiple Sclerosis Awareness Month, so I played a PSA about that disease. It's an autoimmune illness and you can check out on my page. I did a podcast about that earlier in the month. But today we're speaking to a hot, sexy actor on BET's Being Mary Jane, uh, Aaron D. Spears. And I believe this is him on the line right now. Good morning. Hey, hey how are you? How are you doing over there on the West Coast? Really early for you. Yeah, it's, it's not that early. It's, I guess early on a Saturday, but not in the country. When I normally wake up. Oh, okay, good. You're an early bird. Early birds yeah. get the worm. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for being on the call this morning. You're doing some phenomenal work on being Mary Jane. Uh, let's just start at the beginning with why an actor? Why not a football player? Because I know you have history in that. 
Why not uh, a dancer? Why not a scientist? What drew you to acting mostly? I'm wait. I think you're breaking up, Aaron. I can't really hear you. I'm sorry. All right. Well, can you hear me? Yep. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Uh, now I can hear you. All right. Cool. Coming out of uh, coming out of college, I was a computer computer science major. So it was pretty much computer science, mathematics. Definitely was something I was interested in. But from a personality perspective, you really don't get the chance to escape the keyboard and the computer screen. So I just felt like, man, I I could probably do something with this personality that I seem to have. So I decided to move into not necessarily acting because of that, because football was pretty much my mainstay and, and love. <clears throat> but when you're playing football, you're never healthy. You're never uh, 100% is how much can you endure. So prior to me leaving Delaware State to go play professional football, I ended up taking a speech class that I missed a speech on, and that speech paper that I missed was also that class was directed by the guy who did play production, which was like the theater department. So he wouldn't allow me to make up the paper. He kept telling me to come to class. I was acting a fool in class. Why don't you just come and do the play, and I'll give you the grade for the paper, but I'm not going to allow you to make the paper. So, you know, kicking and fighting, I, I went against my wheel. In my mind, I didn't want to do a dumb play. I was like, why would I want to do a play? And lo and behold, <laughs> I did by whatever, you know, whatever bug that is that people get nabbed by when they do this, this acting thing. And for me, it gave me an expression of self, so it allowed the personality that I felt was possibly hidden or kept behind a keyboard or computer screen with the whole computer science mathematics situation to be released. And from a, I guess, a love perspective, it gave me an outlet that allowed me to do something that I was passionate about, but it took away the element of destroying my body from a football perspective. So I was still able to, as I am now, walk and, and be healthy and in state of mind from many concussions that many people hear about nowadays in the NFL but was prevalent for years, but they just didn't speak about it, and nobody was speaking out about it. Well, in my mind, I already knew it was up. And if I'm going to go play professional football, I know that's going to ask of myself as well as my body. And I chose right. that sacrifice was a little bit too great to give up ligaments and knees and, and all of these things for uh, a couple of years of uh, Technically, if you look at it from a perspective of sports, the lowest it's amount of money that's paid in yeah. profession. Very short period of time. Football players do not make the most. They don't make more than basketball players. If you're looking at dollar range, you're looking at baseball and soccer is, and golf bringing in, or tennis if you're singular sports, uh, bringing in the top dollar. So that was the direction I chose to go in. So what do you um, suggest to young actors now that you've been in the business, you've been on the bold and the beautiful, you've had four NAACP nominations, now you're on a top show, Being Mary Jane, uh, you've been on several other TV shows, um, I heard you're working on a film, which we'll talk about a little bit later, about sex trafficking, what suggestions can you give the new young actors that are coming out, like where to go, what to do, how to present themselves, what are some tips and tricks? The interesting thing about that is you would think that there's at least a blueprint, uh, excuse me, a blueprint that's like out there, and I guess there really isn't a blueprint. Um, I never thought of it that from that perspective. I just literally jumped on the plane, 
and just flew to wow. California on a one-way ticket with $77 in my pocket. The only reason I had $77 was that that was what my father handed me at the airport when he <laughs> asked me how much money I had. Because I didn't have any money. I was just like, I know I'm going. I'm going to go do my thing, and I don't know how to make it, but I've always made it before, so I don't see why it should be any different. So for mm. me, there wasn't any blueprint. But in terms of now, I guess, what I've experienced and gone through and, and looking in hindsight at what could possibly be done, first and foremost, don't tell me you're an actor if you're not acting. Like, if I wouldn't tell you that I'm a cop if I'm not already practicing or at least in cop school or at least training to be one. I'm not going to tell you I'm a doctor if I'm in med school. I will tell you I'm training to be a doctor. So a lot mm. of times in the professions that we choose and we pick, you'll say that you're, you're a carpenter. And it's like, oh, cool, yo, I got, some, I got a, a new carpet I want to install. Man, maybe I can hire you for my business. And then your response is, well, I'm not a carpenter yet. You know what I'm saying? I was thinking about, you know, doing <laughs> a school. I mean, you sound yeah. like a straight fool. You really do. So it's a lot of people, oh, yeah, I'm an actor. And, you know, and you ask, well, what are you doing? And they're like, well, you know, I'm you know, still trying to get that big break or what have you. And that's fine because everybody hits that low point where they're trying to break through. But are you in acting class? Like, are you doing plays? I mean, like, what are you doing to make this, quote, unquote, dream that you say happen, happen? Because you can't just sit on the sofa. Anything, yeah, yeah, you, you can't, can't just sit on the sofa with anything, yeah, If you're not doing anything to put it in motion, then how do you expect the universe to manifest around it and make it happen? It's just not going to pop on your front doorstep when you open the door one day for the paper. Oh, my, there's an acting career. Because believe me. Wait, Aaron, Aaron, wait a second. Aaron, you mean when I go to the supermarket, nobody's going to discover me in the frozen food aisle? I mean, really? Exactly. Oh, my God. Maybe maybe (laughs) if you go to the cereal aisle, you'll find some prospects. But no, it's not happening. right. So in my profession, you just get a lot of that. You get a lot of that. Writers write, you know, plumbers plumb. Actors act. There you go. So I think people don't realize the level of discipline. The level of discipline it takes to be an actor. They think that it's just, oh, you know, if I have a personality, like you thought yourself, you had a personality, let me go out there, and then, you know, you learned as you went along. But you can't be like that. To me, I feel like it's a business. I was in the business. I have toured. I have done commercials. I have done film, things like that. And you have to keep doing it. And when you're not in a production, you need to be in a class. You need to be stretching yeah. your acting muscles, you know, your vocal, your yeah, vocal, yeah. your physicality, your imagination, uh, your memorization, all these different skills, you know, and you have to be yeah. very creative, you know. So yeah. I think that people really don't give it respect that it deserves, you yeah. know, that, uh, yeah. oh, I, anybody can act. Anybody can get up there. I can memorize some lines. They don't know you're on the set 16 hours for a 30-second commercial. <laughs> Exactly. You know what I'm yeah, yo, my days are like I tell them at the minimum twelve hours, but you used to even put in like a sixteen hour day. Anywhere from twelve to sixteen. And that's just a minimum. So you have to get used to hurry up and wait because you're doing a lot of waiting instead of a lot of hurrying nothing or a lot of shooting. Most of the time it's downtime whether fixing the lighting and or the set and you're waiting to do your thing. And when it's time for you to do your thing, you kind of really need to do your thing. Because you're wasting film and you're wasting time, and we have another shot and multiple other shots we need to get to. So you really kind of need to be on your P's and Q's. You have to learn to walk and chew gum all at the same time because you're hitting marks, you're turning this way, you're facing the camera, you're remembering your line. Turn, you know, you got to remember how much they want to do. And just lean a little bit to the left. Like lean, put more of your pressure on your left. <laughs> I mean, there's so many things that go on that people just don't understand, and you can't be stoic. You can't look as if you're reading it. You have to be live, front and center, as if you're being this character, not trying to act like you are the character. 
Well, your character on BET's Being Mary Jane is not you. I mean, it's some of you, but it's definitely not you in terms of it's a gay man who's an anchor. True. You are an actor True. who's a father who has several children. Now, a young actor, you know, especially as a black man in America, there are a lot of discrimination in the black community against gay people. And now you decided as an actor, well, I'm going to play a gay man. Did you talk to your wife about yeah. this? I mean, wh- how did the decision no. come? Like, okay, I'm really going to do this. At first, I thought I was fine. Um, after the audition process, they happened to tell me that they were interested and they were really interested in me going forward and testing. You know, they wanted to make sure that I was cool with this before they actually took me to test. And I was like, man, I'm cool. I know who I am. I'm a man. I'm body. I'm this. I'm fine. But then I got home, and that's when all the internal turmoil began to, to eat me up in that, not that I was ashamed of playing uh, a gay person, but I just had to put it into perspective that this is not a movie that's done in three to four months. This is a television show that could continue for the next, who knows, nine, ten years. So that means you're that character for nine to ten years. You have kids. You have a son. He does everything, watches everything that you do. And are you, the individual, the man, actually comfortable with what you're about to step into? And until I can personally, as the man, say, you know what, I got peace within my heart, within my soul, after the prayers and the meditations and the dissertations with different people and just researching the whole nine, it was my, it was, if my decision is to do this, it's my job to bring justice not only to the character, but this character also happens to be gay, so don't look at him from a judgmental perspective. Learn and understand the man that is being the news anchor. He has emotions and feelings just like the very next human being. So you can't play something that you're judging. So once I found that peace within myself, was I able to step into the role and not really care what anybody else thought. Because if anybody knows me, they, they know what the deal is. And if they don't, that's their problem. I really don't care what you think, to be honest. I'm just right, going in right. and trying to do the absolute best job that I can for that particular character, who just so also happens to be gay. Not to mention, yes, I, I, I'm glad you made that point, within the African-American community, black community, whatever you want to call it, there is a big stigma about uh, uh, gay black men especially. But the thing is that you know so many people that when you were a child, you knew that cat was gay. Come on, man. When y'all was playing with the mm-hmm. matchbox cards, you knew he was gay. When y'all were playing chase and tag, you so all it was was that man growing up into who he has now accepted himself to be. So basically, that's well, all. You know Mark the issue is. is, yeah. But you know the thing is that people see you on TV. You played on Bald and the Beautiful. You played on other shows. People can't somehow separate. They get so engrossed into your character. If you're good and you are doing a great job, you're good. So if you're on the Thank show you. for like six, seven years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's, you know, the chance that, oh, my God, maybe he, is he, I know he said he's married, but, you know, this, that, and the other. You know what I mean? They just can't separate, yeah. you know? And um, sure. it's, it's a sad state. But one of the things that I heard um, you mentioned in another uh, interview, I, I was doing some research, the anxiety you had experienced in years past from the public attention. How now yeah. do you handle the public attention with this new show? How do you handle that now? That's a that's an interesting question in that each step, whether it be up to the side, to the left, to the back, each new project brings a new set of parameters. So with this particular project, the parameters have been up a bit considering the nature of what we're speaking about, the t- subject matters we're tackling. And, yes, mm-hmm. it does garner a different level of approach, 
meaning more people are going now. Your 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 universe has expanded a little bit. It's the same approach right. that I take when I finally did get over the anxiety. It's just another part of what it is. Yes, it's going to be more attention. Yes, you have less private life. Yes, you're going to have a lot more people in your face. But I think because of me being who I am and I realize that this is literally my job. This is how I feed my children. This is not, you just see me at work. I don't happen to see you at work. That's really, to me, <laughs> right. the Yeah, difference. exactly. You know, and, and, and society and everybody else puts the hype around this particular profession. Let's remember that this was a profession that nobody wanted to be a part of when it first started off. It was shunned. It was literally, people would stick their nose up at it, and now it shapes the values and the morals of the entire world. So, for me, I don't get caught up in all that hype. See, you ride that roller coaster of all the excitement and, ooh, we am this and, ooh, we am that, and then all of a sudden the show goes off and you get fired, then you hit that low that, oh, my God, what am I going to do with myself? See, I'm not trying to reside in either of those places. I'm trying to stay even kilts to where, hey, I'm floating in this little medium range regardless of whether I have a job or not, regardless of what show I'm on or what show I'm not on. And I think when people begin now to approach me, because I have that peace and that solitude within myself, they kind of sense that. So it's like it right. diffuses it right off the top. They come to me excited, but then when they see that talking to a real person, it's just like, oh, like he's cool. Mm. Like, and then it just changes. The whole experience changes, you know what I'm saying? So it, it's been very good for me, and I'm glad I reached that point because the anxiety was eating me up, and that's something that they don't teach. I don't know why no one speaks about the level of, uh, quote-unquote, fame that you have to deal with when you go into these things, the lack of privacy you have to give up. And ironically, well, enough, that's you why so a lot of people... a lot of performers are, are dealing with, you know, drug and alcohol and uh, abuse issues because – um, yeah, that that is overwhelming. You can go to the store now and buy a newspaper. You can sit in the park with your kids and play. But imagine being like you know Prince, you know, or look man. at um, now look at uh, Lapita. She's just out there. I mean, all over every single magazine and and TV yeah. show, and you know, running, 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 running. You know, it's very exhausting, and still working on other projects. So. Uh, yeah. Why would not? Why wouldn't it be like scary? I mean, that's that's crazy, you know, to to deal with that level of tension. Let's talk about some fun things. Now, how do you juggle being a dad and 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 the industry? What do you do with your kids? Like, this is Saturday, so you're interviewing with me. Is your whole day interviews, or do you go take your kids to the park? What do you guys do? What do you play the video games? What's up? Uh, my kids are very active in sports as well as, like, the arts, and not the arts because I put them in it. They just love to sing, dance, and act. Now, I was like, yo, okay. I'm going to push you or turn you in any direction. Um, like right now, literally when I get off the phone with you, I'm taking my son to his baseball game. So then I take my son okay. to his baseball game, you know, and he goes and does that. Then he has opening day for the other baseball league he's about to enter into as of next week. So, it's pretty much you try to be physically present, not physically present, but emotionally and mentally present with your kids. Because what I had learned mm. over the years is that I was always there physically, but I may not have been there emotionally or spiritually. I'm on the computer working, and they're talking, and I'm not even hearing what they're saying because I'm so into what I'm doing on the computer. And then you catch wind that they're standing there. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, give me one second. So it's like you're physically mm-hmm. there, but you're not really there. You're not putting – the time is not quality time. It's just time. So it's like you have right. to actually literally separate yourself from what it is that you're doing or what needs to be done and actually be there physically, mentally, spiritually, and give that quality time, regardless of the amount of time. The quality is what's so important. Definitely. And now how about your relationship with your wife? You've been with her, I think, almost 
13, 14 years in this industry, that's like, what? What kind of drugs? What magic pill? Um, how right. are you making it last? And what fun things do you do with her, if you don't mind me asking? I mean, yeah, not I mean, <laughs> No, no, yeah, 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 yeah. I ain't going to get you kicked off a blog spot, you know what I'm uh, yeah, just PG, PG thing. PG joint, PG joint. Right. Yeah, PG. I mean, pretty much you have to understand that people came together for a reason. And when you came together, there were certain, whether it be rituals or, or things that were performed on a social aspect, on an intimate aspect, that allowed you guys to come together in this union. And then out of that union came kids. But a lot of times what happens, but not a, maybe every woman or every man, the child comes through the woman. That is an experience that nobody on this planet could possibly understand but a woman. They're the next Hello. thing to whatever that is. Yeah, God, Can I get Buddha, an amen? Jesus, whatever, yeah, whatever <laughs> right. it is that you're believing, there's that channel. There's that pathway. So when those kids come through, men have a tendency to go to the end of the line. So if, say, for instance, you have one child, okay, now the man's in third place. You have two child, children, now the man's in fourth place, three, et cetera, et cetera. And as a man, you have to accept that the, the nurturing part of a woman is going to take care of those kids and end all be all. Now, from a man perspective, we love our kids, but the kids came through you, so you're like my it. You're my ooh-wee. Not the kids. Mm. Hey, can I can I get some love? Can I get some? Can I get some five minutes? Right. Can I get a little nourishment? You know. So what you have to learn to do is you learn have to learn to find time to make time to do those things that you did prior to the kids arriving. You still need to date. You still need to go out. You still need to go to hotels. You still need to go dancing. You still need to do all these things to keep the flame lit because what will happen is after that 21-year, 25-year process of the kids being in the nest and they're finally leaving, you're left with a shell of a relationship and a person that you don't mm. even know anymore because y'all have not right. order to nurture that relationship. So ironically, in the midst of that, what have you really taught the children about relationships and how, relationships. how parents mm-hmm. and how, right, about love is supposed to come together? Because whatever it is you think they don't see, they do see. And I guarantee if they you see don't everything. do those things, yeah, you're not the couple of that you used to be when you first started. And now you've taught them that's what love is. Definitely. Now, where do you want to be? Where do we see Aaron D. Spears in, say, five years? now? Are he, is he going to be still on being Mary Jane? Is he going to have his own production company? Is he going to be directing? Where do we see Aaron D. Spears in five years from now? In five years, I'm like literally trying to change the game from a, from a whole bunch of perspectives. You have to keep a lot of fires in the coal simply because you don't know which one's going to completely ignite and completely mm-hmm. sustain you for the rest of your life. I'm still going to be in front of the camera. If being Mary Jane's still on, I'm still going to be on it. I'm not going to do the Captain Heigl and, you know, start blowing up in movies and then all of a sudden you just leave the show. Nah, I'm going to, hey, that's a check. I'm going to go do the movie and I'm going to, you know what I mean, keep getting that being Mary Jane check. I'm still on the voting Mm -hmm. group. I'm going to keep on doing that. Um, But as well, we have formed uh, a distribution platform called Henna.TV, which will hopefully be coming out soon. We're still building the foundation and the necessary aspects, but just highlighting those gems that are out there um, that used to be able that you used to be able to go to Blockbuster or Hollywood Video and grab off the shelf that these now independent companies aren't really that interested in doing. Well, I know there are so many stories from our people that need to still be told, yeah. so many imaginative minds that want to express their points and their opinions. So for me, I feel like it's our place to, to highlight those, give them a platform that 
represents nothing but quality. Not necessarily who's in the project, but man, that was a mm-hmm. good movie. And I don't even know. I don't even know who those actors were, but man, dude, every time who's I go, they yeah. got some good movies. They got some good movies. The right, kind right. of atmosphere and energy I'm trying to put out there, and just build something for for us, man. For 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 people, all people. I'm not excluding. Caucasian people, you know, this ain't, it's not about that because I yeah. love people, but I think it's, right. you know, I think it's a time to have a voice, a, a, a medium that is very interested in our stories and our points of views and making sure that what we're saying is poignant as well. Definitely. Well, Aaron D. Spears was running out of time, so I want to say thank you so much for, for coming on the show this morning. I know it's really early, and you have a good fatherly day out there in California with your son. Um, and oh, quick, oh, quick, 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 sex trafficking uh, movie. Talk about that. I heard about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just finished this movie called Only Light. Myself, Michael Beach, McCole White, dealing with sex trafficking and getting people to understand it's not coming from some, you know, hermit-type dude who lives up in his house and doesn't cut his shrubs and has long fingernails and you think he's just this pervert. Yeah. It's like everyday yeah. people. It touches every industry, every profession. I give the example of seeing a I hope I'm not messing up the metro system by saying this, but it just came to my mind um, in these last couple of interviews where an out-of-service bus, say, for instance, metro bus is traveling down the street. You're not thinking twice about calling or hailing that particular bus because it's out of service. But that bus can be full of and trafficking uh, women from point A to point Mm. B. And that you would, wouldn't oh, even wow. think that that profession would be involved in this particular industry. Let's remember, it's a multi yeah, Everybody's trying to get paid. Industry. Everybody's yeah, trying to get paid. I've done, done shows. Paid. I've done shows about it. And let me tell you, here in Philadelphia, they found behind the wall in Chinatown women sleeping in bunk beds. The cable guy yeah. was doing whatever he was doing, and he didn't say anything. He went to the police, and inside the wall of this store in Chinatown were bunk beds of women that had been, uh, you know, basically abducted and were being, you know, hustled in the, in the trafficking. And uh, it can be in your neighborhood. Uh, it's, it, we think of it as foreign, but it, yeah. it can happen here. And a lot of times runaways get caught up in it. Um, people in desperate situations get caught up in it. It's not just an immigrant. Yeah. It can be an American. It can be in sex trafficking, you know, <laughs> so um, to think about it. Yeah. Well, thank you yeah. so much, Aaron. I wish you much success and hope you come back on your next project that you have or maybe when you blow it with your company. I would definitely love to have you back on. Indeed. It's always a pleasure, and thank you so much for having me. Look forward to coming back in the future. All right. Have a wonderful Saturday, okay? All right. You do the same. Take care. Okay. Peace. Thank Bye-bye. you, everybody, for listening. I just got off the phone with actor Aaron D. Spears from BET's Being Mary Jane. Also, he's on the Bold and the Beautiful soap show, so you want to check him out on that. Uh, next, at 11.30, I'll be speaking with African-American ballet dancer Misty Copeland. So tune in for that. Have a wonderful Saturday, and I'll talk to you soon. I'm Ellie the Mammoth, and my friend said the Slaw knows what being a great parent is all about. I love kids. It starts with believing you can do it. I'm responsible, loving, nurturing. You've got to set a good example. Hey, no biting. Uh-uh. And give a whole lot of love. I love you so much. And you'll get a whole lot back, too. <laughs> the rest? Well, that's up to you. Remember, you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Visit AdoptUsKids.org for more information. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt Us Kids, and the Ad Council.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.